We're all aware of the recall election, looking to unseat California's grinning Cheshire cat of a dictator, Gavin Anytusum Newsom, who will hopefully be replaced by Larry Elder in just a few months. But to my surprise, there's another recall attempt going on in California, which no one's heard of. Well, I lived here over 20 years, and this is the worst crime has ever been. Uh, Just people being robbed. It's it's just a lawless environment. Um, Go into any Walgreens. Two groups in San Francisco have raised almost a million dollars to try and recall the city's district attorney, Chaser Boudin. As San Francisco descends into almost complete lawlessness, in addition to needles and human feces in every direction, people are saying that the George Soros-funded DA needs to go. But when we dig beneath the surface just a little bit, we find that Chaser Boudin is far from your average, run-of-the-mill, privileged white radical leftist. I read his Wikipedia page, and it blew my mind. Let's take a look. I'm Ian Howarth, and this is The Ian Howarth Show. Chaser Boudin was born August 21st, 1980, and is an American lawyer. He has served as the 29th District Attorney of San Francisco since January 8th, 2020. He has previously served as Deputy Public Defender of San Francisco. So this is where stuff gets uh, crazy immediately, early life and education. Boudin was born in New York City to Jewish parents. His parents, Kathy Boudin and David Gilbert, were Weather Underground members, both convicted of murder. So the Weather Underground was a radical communist and anti-imperialist militant organization founded on the Ann Arbor campus at the University of Michigan, described by the FBI as a domestic terrorist group. Lovely people. The FBI said the Weather Underground organization, which took credit for the bombing, is the same radical group which was responsible for the bombing of the U.S. Capitol in 1971 and the Pentagon in 1972. His parents were arrested for murder in their role as getaway car drivers in the Brinks robbery of 1981 in Rockland County, New York. His mother was sentenced to 20 years to life and his father to 75 years to life for the felony murders of two police officers and a security guard. Shocking that he doesn't care about police officers all that much. After his parents were incarcerated, Boudin was raised in Chicago by adopted parents Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dawn, who, like his parents, had been members of the Weather Underground. William Ayers, a former member of the Weather Underground, a group that during the 70s claimed responsibility for at least a dozen bombings, including the U.S. Capitol and the Pentagon. His relationship with President-elect Barack Obama, of course, became an issue. Boudin reports that he did not learn to read until age nine. Kathy Boudin was released under parole supervision in 2003. But if you were to listen to how Chase Boudin describes it, you'd think he was the victim. More than half of Americans have had a family member behind bars. I am one of them. My name is Chesa Boudin. Growing up, I had to go through a metal detector and steel gates just to give my parents a hug. My mother spent 22 years in prison. And my father may never get out. Prison visits teach hard lessons. I learned that our criminal justice system is broken. Boudin descends from a long left-wing lineage, Wikipedia adds. So his great-great-granduncle... Louis B. Boudin was a Marxist theoretician and author of a two-volume history of the Supreme Court's influence on American government. And his grandfather, Leonard Boudin, was an attorney who represented controversial clients such as Fidel Castro. Boudin entered St. Anthony's College, Oxford on a Rhodes Scholarship in 2003. What makes this so hilariously hypocritical is that Chaser Boudin, an outspoken leftist, was all too happy to take a scholarship paid for by Cecil Rhodes, a man despised by the left. University city of Oxford, anger at this statue has rekindled. Looking down from the facade of Oriel College, 
is Cecil Rhodes, one of the most controversial figures of Britain's imperial age. At Oxford, he earned two master's degrees, one in forced migration, uh, probably being applied to homelessness now in San Francisco, and the other in public policy in Latin America. He earned his Juris Doctor from Yale Law School in 2011 and began work for the San Francisco Public Defender's Office as a postdoctoral fellow in 2012. Early career. Before law school, Boudin traveled to Venezuela and served as a translator in the Venezuelan presidential palace during the administration of Hugo Chavez. So then we get to the district attorney of San Francisco 2019 election. Boudin was elected San Francisco district attorney in the 2019 election, defeating interim district attorney Susie Loftus. Boudin campaigned for the office on a decarceration platform of eliminating cash bail, establishing a unit to reevaluate wrongful convictions, I'm sure Kamala Harris was delighted by that part, and refusing to assist immigration and customs enforcement. In an interview during the COVID-19 pandemic, Boudin questioned whether the nation can, quote, safely continue in the national system of mass incarceration. Why do we need to take people to jail for nonviolent offenses if what they really need is drug treatment or mental health services? And of course, now, if you go to San Francisco and look on the streets of San Francisco, it's just endless drug treatment and mental health services in every direction you look. Then we get to the tenure section, which has some pretty wild parts in it. So Boudin was sworn in as San Francisco district attorney by San Francisco Mayor London Breed, who is also awful, by the way, on January 8th, 2020. Shortly afterward, Boudin restructured the management team by firing seven prosecutors. Tonight, in a statement to KPIX 5, Boudin said, I had to make difficult staffing decisions today in order to put in place a management team that will help me accomplish the work I committed to do for San Francisco. Boudin announced in February 28th that his office would no longer seek charges for contraband found during pretextual traffic stops and would not charge status enhancements that increase jail sentences, such as those imposed for gang membership or for having three strikes with the intent of diminishing racial disparities in policing and sentencing. Nice uh, bigotry of low expectations there. And during the COVID-19 pandemic, like many other officials across the country, Boudin reduced the San Francisco's jail population by 25% from around 1,100 to 840. In March 2020, following outbreaks in other American cities such as New York City, San Francisco, Santa Clara County, and Alameda County, area all working in plans to release jail inmates early to prevent an outbreak behind bars. And then we get to the best part of all, criticism. Boudin has received criticism for the increase in specific crimes, particularly burglaries and murders during his tenure. Boudin has theorized that the rise in burglaries in neighborhoods such as Bernal Heights is due to economic desperation from the COVID-19 pandemic and the shift of targeting from tourists to residents and small businesses. Oh, so that's okay then. And we also have a section, Release of Repeat Offenders. I'm sure this has nothing to do with crime. Boudin has been criticized in a number of instances for releasing suspects with a history of previous convictions who then went on to commit further crimes. Shock of shocks. Troy Ramon McAllister, a repeat offender who had three federal felony convictions before 2015, was released on parole from state prison on April 10th, 2020, under a plea appeal with Boudin's office and was arrested by police in November and December 2020 for vehicle and drug crimes. Boudin's office declined to file new charges against McAllister, and then on December 31st, 2020, that's just a few days later, McAllister struck and killed pedestrians Hanoko Abe and Elizabeth Platt while driving a stolen vehicle. Francisco's district attorney, Chase Boudin, is being blamed by some for the deaths of two women killed in a hit and run on New Year's Eve. That driver was a parolee released from state prison in April and arrested several times since. And all of us did what we could, took action to intervene and to prevent the um, criminal conduct that so tragically 
cost two lives on New Year's Eve. The driver was Troy McAllister, who was allegedly under the influence at the time of the crash, and police say he had just committed a burglary. Despite his several arrests since April, Boudin said he chose to refer McAllister's cases to state parole agents. Exactly. We're all disappointed in the outcome, of course. Um, the outcome is, is horrific, and we're all taking a close look at what might have been done differently that could have possibly prevented this. And then in February 2021, Jerry Lyons ran a red light in a stolen Ford Explorer and slammed into a group of cars, killing pedestrian Shariah Musyoka near Lake Merced. Lyons had an arrest record dating back more than a decade and was on probation in both San Francisco and San Mateo County at the time, having been arrested several times in 2020 for driving a stolen car while intoxicated. After his December 2020 arrest, Boudin requested a blood toxicology report before pressing charges. Lyons was detained for 27 days for violating his probation in connection with a previous grand theft conviction and later released on community supervision. We have breaking news in San Francisco, taking a live look now. Within the past 90 minutes, a suspect in a deadly eight-car crash was identified as a parolee in a stolen car. Then we get to the personal life section. In November 2020, Boudin lobbied New York Governor Andrew Cuomo to commute the 75-year-to-life prison sentence of his father, David Gilbert, the last member of the Weather Underground, still incarcerated for their involvement in the 1981 Briggs robbery and three related murders. Those pushing for his release cite Gilbert's clean prison record and increased COVID-19 risk in prison as arguments for his clemency. And relatives of the murder victims contested the appeal, questioning why Gilbert deserves attention when inmates with lesser convictions do not. Also, probably remember that Gilbert is charged with felony murder, which is uh, quite bad. This is San Francisco's district attorney, a George Soros-funded radical leftist who was a translator in the presidential palace in Venezuela and whose family were members of a communist domestic terrorist group. And he is now in charge of law and order in San Francisco. I can't imagine why things are going quite so badly over there. I guess the lesson here is that radicalism in the Democratic Party just isn't limited to Congress. We need to start caring about every elected official and every position of authority. If we don't, then Chaser Boudin might be the tip of the crazy communist iceberg we have to deal with. I'm Ian Howarth, and this is The Ian Howarth Show.